Hello everybody and welcome back to the second episode of 14s from Teens. I'm Charlotte and today I'm here with Sotty. Hey. And today we're going to be talking about university. Uh, I'm not in university but Sotty is in university right now. I am, yes. And you're in your final year of university. Yes. And uh, today we're going to be talking about different aspects of university and giving some helpful tips. So first I think we should start off I should start off by talking about uh, the transition from school to uh, university. You were mentioning um, at university it's very different from school because in, in school um, uh, you've got people who can you know chase up after you but mm-hmm. um, yeah. going from school to university is a real shift in the responsibility you have for yourself yes definitely because you know when you're at school you have teachers on your trail you have your parents asking if you've done your homework and if mm-hmm. you don't do your homework you know, your teachers will they'll let you know and I don't, you might get a punish uh, some sort of punishment get on it. punny know. yeah punny is you know some schools would call it <laughs> a classic <laughs> Um, but you know you get held accountable. But university, you you just you just don't if you, you uh-huh. know, if you don't go to your classes, no one's gonna be, no one's gonna tell you otherwise. And all that happens is that you just don't learn the information. And therefore, when exams come or when essays come, and you haven't been there to hear the discussion about the topic, you know you just don't do as well. Mm-hmm. And it can be a hard pill to swallow that it's, you know, your success is entirely on you, really. Mm-hmm. And also, you know, you have less contact time at university than you do at school. You know, at school, you're used to being there from like 8, 39 o'clock until 3 or 4 o'clock every day. At university, especially in the first couple of years, you know, you're, you're really not in that much. And it's that's why it can be... Um, can be hard because you don't have the same structure that you're used to you have to make your own structure um and also a lot of the work you need to do for university isn't going to lectures it's doing all the readings afterwards and you know making sure you're up to date with everything and starting assignments early because you know, they take you much longer and mm-hmm. it's easy not to do it because you know no one's no one's there to tell you to do it so yeah it can be it can be tricky but there are a few tips. One is, even though you don't have a structure, is trying to make one for yourself. So, yeah. you know, you can make timetables. I know that, you know, between lectures, people go to the library and try and get their work done there. And that's quite a helpful bit now, especially when you go into, like, your hires or advanced hires and you're trying mm-hmm. to schedule your revision mm-hmm. because that's sort of, you don't get, you don't, there was not going to be someone, like, at home with you or a teacher all the time where you're like, you need mm-hmm. to start revising now. Mm-hmm. So that's quite a good tip. Exactly. Oh yeah, and also at university, it is a very good life experience. So sometimes, um, some, yeah, don't let the work overwhelm you and enjoy the experience. Yeah, like there's a lot more to university than academic achievement, and you know a big part of it is you know, enjoying yourself socially, like making lots of friends, joining societies and clubs and trying to, you know, like get other interests, try something you haven't done before, um, expanding your network. 
So it, it can be, yeah, being overwhelmed, I think a lot of students struggle with that. It's, you know, it can, you can easily sort of consume yourself just mm-hmm. in the work. You know, it's, some people, you know, don't work at all and like mm-hmm. focus too much on like, the social aspect and some people go the other way and, you know, and they can't sort of give themselves a break. So it, it is, it's so important to try and like, maintain a balance and, you know, give yourself a time reading to work and then cut yourself off and then, you know, then go like relax with your flatmates or something. Or, that like club. Yeah, or yeah, go out for drinks or, I mean, I know it's, with, with COVID everything's kind of different, but uh-huh. still it's, you know, it's important to stop working and do something fun. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're just going to be so stressed. <laughs> That's a very good advice. So, when you go to university, it's always like it's a whole new group of people. Mm-hmm. Like when you're at school, you're sort of you're surrounded by people, and you never really have to make friends. Like it, you're just sort of placed with yeah. people, and sort of like right, these are your friends now mm-hmm. in some ways. But like you're saying, at university, it's so much more freedom, so much more responsibility. What advice would you give to people making friends when they first come to university? So I'd say the first two or three weeks when you come to university are, you know, it, it's an essential time for making friends. Mm-hmm. You're, during freshers week, it is important to you know, put yourself out there, mm-hmm. not stay in your room the whole time, just to go up and introduce yourself to people that you see. Because, you know, everyone's in the same boat. Uh-huh. A lot of people have just moved to a new city, they don't know anyone. Every, you know, everyone's looking for friends, even if they do know a couple of people there. Mm-hmm. Everyone's looking to expand. So because of that, it's easier because everyone's more friendly. You know, if you go up and say hi, like, you know, mm-hmm. what's your name? I've just moved in here or something. No one's going to shoot you down. So you will meet a lot of people in Freshers Week. Like, I was lucky that I was in a flat with 10 people. Uh-huh. And so you know, straight away, that was some people that I was, I was going to meet. And I was lucky that a lot of them became some really good friends and you, know, you meet other people through them. Uh-huh. And, you know, during Freshers Week, we joined this sort of Facebook group chat with lots of other people from our halls. And that's, you know, a good way just to meet other uh-huh. flats because what would happen was people would say, we're having a prize tonight. This is our flat number, like, come along. Mm-hmm. And so we'd go along. And then you do meet a lot of people. But it's also important to remember, you will meet a lot of people, but these people don't need to be your friends. Mm-hmm. If you don't get on with them, that's okay. Don't force don't it. Don't force it, yeah. And, you know, I've met a lot of people in Freshers Week and a lot of them I have never seen again. <laughs> you know? that, that just that happens and that's fine. But, you know, what can happen is you can meet maybe someone, you see them around, and then you end up meeting somebody else through them and they become your really good friend. So it's all just about trying to meet as many people as possible and then... Yeah, and like societies can be good for that. Yeah, you're mentioning. And that's the other thing is, during Freshers Week, there's going to be lots of sort of taster sessions for societies, and especially and also the first week of university too. And it is really important to go to a couple of those. Mm-hmm. Usually there is a society fair, um, so to, you know take a couple of like flatmates or mm-hmm. hallmates, and go down and just have a look around and see what interests you. And the thing is, you can sign up to as many as you like. You don't need to go to all of them. But you get on the mailing list, they'll tell you about their events and like where to go. Mm-hmm. And some people could join some really rogue ones, like there's a skydiving society. <laughs> I did not do that. No, but you know, then there's some, I don't know, some 
sort of strange sports that you've never heard of. But I know I had some friends who joined them. You can do Quidditch, actually. Yeah, you can do Quidditch, for example. Um, And, you know, and if, you know, you're like Harry Potter or something, you know, you're bound to meet other people there who really love Harry Potter and that can be something that you 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 bond over. Mm -hmm. So just think about what you enjoy and, you know, you'll find other people there that, you know, have share your interests and that's straight away something you can talk about. Um, Especially, I'll say the sports societies Uh are very social. And you know, they'll have weekly socials every Wednesday and they'll go out. So So what is a social? So a social I guess it's really just sort of social gathering. Uh-huh. So what usually happens is Wednesdays are match days mm-hmm. and then after the match you'll go out with your teammates mm-hmm. for some drinks and then you often go into a club afterwards because a lot of the sports society's got like discounted entries to a certain club. Mm-hmm. Um um, yeah, but that's a really great way of meeting people. And the things, even if you're not good at the sport, you know, there's competitive teams and then there's what they call intramural teams where you can just sort of play for fun. Uh-huh. And a lot of people are really just there for the social aspect. And that's something that I kind of didn't realise is I thought you had to be great at these sports, you know, to to play. That would be good for me then, because I'd be <laughs> sport. And I mean, that's true, like, you know, if, if you want to play competitively, then it, it can be competitive to get onto like a, a good team. But um, mm-hmm. there's other other ways, you know. And there's like non-competitive teams. There's the yeah, other sports like Quidditch, for example. But I can't imagine many who do um, that. Yeah, exactly. Can't imagine many people have played before before university. So it's really just I think a bit of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's lots of other societies too. Sports is not your thing at all. Because I mean, I I never did sport at university. And, yeah, I'm not a sporting person, <laughs> in case you couldn't tell. <laughs> no, I mean, neither am I. Um, but I would say the thing is, a lot of other societies, um, because, you know, you don't have to go every week. Like I joined you know, Amnesty International. Yeah. I, I joined the Philosophy Society. I joined some sort of, you know, well, not, not very active ones, you can say. I think you were talking about how like a social aspect and like going out is a big part of university. What tips would you give people to your, to stay safe, to stay safe rather when you're going out to a party or something? So there's a few ones. I would say, you know, if you're out in a club, always you go out with people. Mm-hmm. Don't separate yourself. So even if you're just going to the bathroom, take a friend with you, kind of like go in, go in twos. That'll be good for my group because they are incapable of going <laughs> to the toilet alone. Also, because if you're in a club, a lot of clubs are in basements and uh-huh. they have no phone signal. So if you lose a friend, it can be hard to find them. So make sure no one's alone because mm-hmm. it's, when, it's when people are alone that's kind of when it can be dangerous. I mean, most of the time it's completely fine, but just, just you know, to be cautious. Go off in twos. Also, never leave your drink unattended. I know people always say this to you, but it's e- it can be easy to do it, especially you know, if you've just gone to the bathroom, just to leave on the table. Mm-hmm. Um, so always give it to a friend to look after before you go off somewhere. Uh-huh. Or, you know, depending on where you're going, take it with you. And if it's a beer bottle or something, you put your thumb over the, mm-hmm. the cap. Um, and what else? I mean, depending on what city you're in, you know, some cities can be more dangerous than others. Um, some people, you know, choose not to walk home. They'd always get a taxi. Yeah. Um, where I was, my city was 
a relatively safe city, so I, I would walk home, but mm-hmm. I wouldn't walk home alone. I'd always, you know, walk with walk with, walk with friends. So yeah, never walk home alone and just you know, do do what you think is, is safe. Common sense. Just common sense, yeah. Good bit. Don't walk through sort of dangerous parts of the city alone at night or even if you, even if you're with like another friend sometimes that can still be dangerous but yeah safety in numbers and if you ever feel you know if you just get sort of a bad, a bad vibe and you feel slightly scared just just get a taxi like it's it's not worth the, mm-hmm. the danger you know just just get a taxi what do you think are the biggest misconceptions about going to university I think the biggest misconception is that you're going to meet all these great people as soon as you come uh-huh. um, and you'll be really happy the whole time, especially when you see people talk about university being so fun and great and you're out partying all the time. It's not like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd also say that, you know, although I although I said earlier, you know, the first few weeks of university are like crucial mm-hmm. for putting yourself out there making friends, that's not the only time to do it. Yeah. And I also didn't mention earlier you know, a lot of people make friends through their course. Some people, yeah. When you go up to university, like, you can choose different modules. So you are still meeting new people. Like, I, you know, I had a friend, you know, who they met all of their, like, best friends when they were in third year of university. And, like, you know, before that they had, you know, some friends, but they just didn't really click with them as much as they did with <laughs> some people they met in third year. So, you know, there's... Don't feel disheartened if you feel like you haven't met your people right yeah. at the start of university because there's going to be so many other opportunities to meet people but it's just important you know you, you do put yourself out there at least just to give yourself you know a, a chance but um but the other yeah misconception is uh, you know you're away from home like you're in a new city these things can be quite like destabilizing sometimes um and especially if you don't have a good support network so that's why it's important to try and make some friends and get yourself a good support network where you are. But even even still, you know, a lot of people, a lot of students, you know, suffer from anxiety and you can, you know, there's periods where people like feel really down and so, I feel like this is never really spoken about. Because you're saying we'll see that a university like, like to see a therapist is like such a long waiting list and stuff. Yeah. Like the, the, that goes back to the point like where you are sort of, you, ha- you do have to be really responsible for yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, there's so much independence there. In my university, um, if you want to see a counsellor, they do have sort of a, a student counselling team. But um, the waiting list is, is long. But that's also because there's such a high demand for them because mm-hmm. a lot of students do go through hard times and they, you know, you need, you need help. And it is really important to reach out for help when you need it. But I think that's also a problem with universities that they should really, uh-huh. you know put more money into um into into their sort of counselling service because it is it's it is very crucial. important but like a lot of universities yeah don't talk about this when they're doing their you know their, their talks at school that a lot of students will you know suffer um from mental health from time to time and you know it's, it's university can be lonely sometimes because like for a lot of the time you, know, you can be you know on your own working um and it depends, yeah, on, on who you meet. It depends on lots of things, you know, how your experience is, is going to go. But 
even if you have great friends and even if you enjoy your course you uh-huh. know, it can it can get really stressful at points and it can get overwhelming so you know th- that is something to be aware of and just to try and you know give like try and have some healthy coping mechanisms in place so that when you feel like this mm-hmm. there's things you can do so like some of my friends they go to the gym because they find that really helps their stress levels I don't really do I that wouldn't be getting <laughs> to the gym. I don't really do that but what I do is you know I'll just meet up with friends and have, have, a, t- have a chat about it mm-hmm. it's good to talk to people about and it. you often find that you know, on Instagram, you'll see everybody, like, enjoying themselves all the time, but people, you know, don't, don't post their low moments, uh-huh. and you often find that everyone's going through a very similar thing, mm-hmm. and everybody can get overwhelmed, and if you just reach out to a friend, that can really help, and, you know, and you can kind of work through it together. So, now we have some questions that people have sent in on university. Uh, um, what would you say is the difference in workloads and we're working okay actually I'll just say between like we both did or no Sotty did I'm about to do hires advanced hires but also so we can only comment on that you mm-hmm. can, we can't comment on like A levels or whatever you do in like Germany or, or, or anything else yeah. international baccalaureate that's the one <laughs> uh, so what do you say is the difference in workloads between Hires, advanced hires, and university. So they say that in first year, um, the level of work is sort of level of sort of academic difficulty uh-huh. is similar to advanced hires. So if you've done the advanced hire, you will find first first year, you know, you you won't find it too hard. Yeah, because some they think that was it. Some my brother was he was just given an offer that he can like skip first year. Yeah. Because I think, and I actually got that too from one of the universities I applied for. Like, I think the condition was that if I got an A in the advanced hire, yeah. then I could go straight into like second year. A, B, B, or something. Because mm-hmm. that advanced hires are really difficult. Mm-hmm. But I didn't want to do that. Yeah. Because, as I was saying earlier, I think first year is an important year. You know, just to, just to meet people and you know join clubs and so on. Mm-hmm. Um. I didn't want to sort of shorten my time at university. Mm. Um, but um, different in workload, I'd say, I think in first year, it's, it's actually easier than your last year of school. Uh-huh. Because there's just more pressure, I think, when you're at school to, you know, to get good grades. And in first year, you have so much more free time mm-hmm. that the workload can be more manageable. Well, yeah. like, you know, when you're at school, you're obviously in school every day, you know, for six, seven hours a day at least, and mm-hmm. um, plus you've got like you know daily homework often on top of that. Well, at university, you just you just don't have that. Yeah. But you usually have one tutorial a week for each module. You usually do three modules. So what's a tutorial like? A tutorial for my degree, it was basically like a discussion group. So we'd have to do a wee natter. A wee natter. So we'd have to. There were set readings that you had to, well, you had to read, uh-huh. and we'd talk about them, and the tutor would sort of ask you questions about it, and we'd have sort of critical discussions about it. So, you did have to come prepared. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we had midterm essays, mm-hmm. um, and then we had exams or essays depending on your course at, at the end of each semester. Mm-hmm. 
but we didn't really have that much sort of you didn't have any like daily homework or anything you need to do mm-hmm. but what you get is like reading lists and then for your essays you know you're gonna need to do quite a lot of reading for them so mm-hmm. you have to start that ahead of time yeah but so yeah definitely in first year i say the workload is is less than than at school and then it just it increases you know as you with each year at university next question how would you decide your course so this is a good good story <laughs> so i guess my story is a little bit more unusual but i switched my course after first year mm-hmm. so when i was at school i chose to do classics because you know i'd done it at the advanced higher mm-hmm. i enjoyed it i had always sort of managed to get good marks in it without you know really sort of trying well yeah, yeah well, not, not trying, trying but but like not really like not like stressing sort of, out not really it. stressing about it yeah uh-huh. so it was my best subject when i was at school uh-huh. and i did enjoy it and i wasn't really sure like what what job i wanted so, you know, I, and I sort of had to process elimination. So there's jobs that I knew I didn't want to do. Mm-hmm. Like I knew I never wanted to do medicine. Yeah. I knew I had no interest really in sciences. I didn't want to be, I don't know, like a physicist. or <laughs> I didn't I want to be a dentist. And so I, although I did some sciences for hire, I kind of realised that Not that wasn't my path. <laughs> yeah. So I did sort of humanities subjects in um for advanced higher uh-huh. um so I ended up basically just choosing a subject university that I enjoyed and I thought I'd you know do well at mm-hmm. um although you know upon coming to university I kind of realized quite quickly that <laughs> it wasn't for me and in fact a, a big reason um for my enjoyment of that subject was actually just my like ability in it rather than uh-huh. you know my actual interest for that subject mm-hmm. do what you enjoy and don't necessarily mm-hmm. really think about why you're enjoying mm-hmm. it don't just do it because oh it's sort of simple so don't do it because it's easy yeah. yeah and also do something that actually interests you because you're gonna mm-hmm. have to be really studying it mm-hmm. like you're gonna have depth. to exactly um Although, you know, if you have your heart set on becoming a doctor, then maybe that's different. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, if, if, you, if you kind of don't know what you want to do, make sure you have an interest in it, at least. Yeah. Because that's going to pull you through. So that was interesting that you have to pick two other Yeah, a lot of people things. don't realise that. I had no idea until you told me. Yeah, things I, I didn't know before I came to university. For all our audience there, you're going to have to pick <laughs> two other things you want to study. If you're at a Scottish university. Yeah, Scottish one, looking for the discount. <laughs> And yeah, things a lot of people don't realise that. And my flatmates had no idea until they were in Freshers' Week, and they were like, "Oh." And well, did, did they have to pick them at Freshers' Week? Yeah. And they not. Well, you do pick, but you pick them in Freshers' Week. Oh really? At my university, anyway. Yeah. Oh. So, other thing is, you're also going to have to pass the exams. So, although yeah. You, so make sure it's something that you're good at and really enjoy and prepared to put the work in. Yeah. Okay. Final question. What skills are helpful to have besides academic skills, um, e.g. cooking or stuff like that? So I think you mentioned, oh yeah, cooking is obviously a good one yeah, to start Yeah, cooking with. is a big one. Definitely get some lessons in, you know, before you go to university. Get a cookbook. 
get a cookbook, you know, if anyone in your family is a good cook, could get them to teach you. If not, there's so much stuff on YouTube, you know, mm-hmm. and that's a great way to learn too. Um, just see basics like, you know, how to chop an onion and how to, you know, how to just sort of make basic meals, how to cook Swat fries. <laughs> Do a sweat corn. Yeah. Don't eat sweat corn, that's a warning for university. <laughs> Charlotte's worst nightmare. It'd be disgusting. <laughs> that would be a that'd be a good prank on your classmates. <laughs> Don't get a wee introduction to your personality. <laughs> like psychic sweat corn. Sweat corn. They'd never yeah, talk to you again. Cook, learn how to cook. Learn how to cook. Also, you don't have to be great. You will like I knew how to cook a bit when I came to university. Like I could cook mm-hmm. some meals for myself. But um my, you know, my cooking just developed because as you cook for yourself, you get better. Um, but, um... You have to wash your washing. Yeah, wash. <laughs> I think, as you were saying, um, before you knew how to do your washing, you thought it was... I thought it was really impossible because mm-hmm. I'd never done it. It's like there's this mystical machine <laughs> in the kitchen. But, actually, it's basically just pressing a couple buttons. And Sophie has a good tip, actually, for washing. Oh, um, yeah. Other thing is at university, um, in halls, you have to pay for your washing, and it can be between five pounds to eight pounds per wash, and that's expensive. Yeah, so unless you're this loaded, other reason like would take their clothes home. But mm-hmm. um, I think it's just personally taking your clothes, your clothes home just seems like such a nuisance, and mm-hmm. yeah, getting knowing how to do washing it is really not as hard as you. Something you're going to need to know for life, mm-hmm. anyway. So. Exactly. It's like living on your own, unless you like want to live within like an hour of your parents the rest of your life <laughs> no. you need to learn how to you know wash your clothes wash your clothes so yeah, the basics um is you know separating your colors from darks whites colors um and learning about different temperatures because if you put it on a, a hot wash at like 60 degrees the colors will run so that's why oh. you um so a tip is because it was really expensive at university. Uh-huh. A lot of, we'd often put it on like a low wash, like 30 degrees, mm-hmm. so the colours wouldn't run. I think I'd still separate it from like whites and not whites. Apart from that, I would just sort of... All still in. Because <laughs> you can't pay like, you know, doing three separate washes a week. That's a lot of money. It is, yeah. You know, oh yeah. This so we'd also like team up with my flatmates and say, "I'm doing a white wash. Do you have any whites? You know, and that's good. Then like split the price. So that's something else you need to do because like also the washing machines in the yeah. are huge. They're like industrial washing machines. So you might as well like try and get as much in and yeah. so cost. And that brings us into uh, budgeting is another good skill you need to know for university. That's yes, essential. Um, very essential. So yeah, so know how much money you'll be having every month um if you're paying your rent obviously take that out mm-hmm. and so I always had a part-time job mm-hmm. apart from one semester I was always had a part-time job um so I was getting paid weekly so that made it easier for me to manage my money so I also had my student loan every month that would come in mm-hmm. plus my money for my job and my parents also give me a little bit of money as well mm-hmm. but um, so you just need to, you know, take your rent out of that. Mm-hmm. Um, then straight away I'd like set a budget for food and take that out. And like I wouldn't dip 
into that. Mm-hmm. Just leave that. Just leave that because you need to eat. <laughs> that's, a lot of people sort of think that that's optional almost, and that no, you get malnourished <laughs> at university. Exactly, and you don't have to sort of scrimp off your flatmates for food. So just you know, yeah, don't be that person. Don't be that person. So just set, give yourself a budget. You know, uh-huh. um, you know, whatever, whatever you can afford. Uh-huh. Um, and then whatever money you have left over, that's going to be your fun money. So that can be your nights out. Your um, buying clothes, going for coffees, like that sort of, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people waste a lot of money on nights out. Mm-hmm. A lot of people for- completely forget about budgeting and they just sort of spend without thinking and then they realise that they have no money at the end of the week and they yeah. have money for food and, Ooh. you know. Not good. So, set a budget before you go to night out, before you go for drinks and don't go over it because it'll come back to bite you later on. Mm-hmm. Most students are skint, so a lot of people you know, are trying to sort of just live within their means and not be too extravagant. Beans with taste. <laughs> Beans on taste, yeah. They're also, a great way to save money in food is to batch cook. Uh-huh. And okay. that's when you... Also, cooking for one can be expensive because if you're, you know, if you've ever cooked at home, you're cooking usually for a few people. Mm-hmm. Um, or at least usually more than just yourself. Uh-huh. Um, and often when you buy ingredients, they're for more than one person. Mm-hmm. So instead of just using half of something and putting it back in the fridge, it ends up rotting because that you know, but, a lot in all. Yeah, because you don't have like another meal plan for it. Uh-huh. It's just to cook it all. Uh-huh. And what I would do is I'd make a spaghetti bolognese, for example, mm-hmm. and it would always be enough for like six or seven people. Mm-hmm. And then you'd eat it that night, and then you just put it in some Tupperware and freeze it. Mm-hmm. And then that means that if you're ever short of time, you know you you have this you can just like defrost in the microwave yeah. and then put some pasta on and then that's sort of that's sorted sorted um and that's it's also just much cheaper because then you know you're and you're also not letting your food go to waste which is very bad for the environment, bad for the environment. <laughs> yeah. so you don't do that so a lot of students batch cook and also in halls people don't really share food so much but once you you know once you go into a flat in second year mm-hmm. i'd often cook like four of my flatmates uh-huh. I like to, we'd sort of take turns cooking for each other because mm-hmm. um, I live with two other girls mm-hmm. and like I'd cook one night and then we'd eat together and then someone else would cook the next night that's also a good way of um, saving money and time because it means that you don't have to cook every night and also yeah. means that again things aren't going to waste so yeah excellent well those are sort of all the points we wanted to hit for the podcast so this is well thank you very much for listening to the episode thank you very much to Sotty for um sort of being <laughs> on the episode no problem um any last thoughts any last thoughts well I was actually just thinking about that question about whether university is better for mm-hmm. social or academic learning mm-hmm. and I think I might have misinterpreted that question a little bit. If they meant academic learning in the sense that, you know, there's other ways to learn academically mm-hmm. apart from going to university. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, you can get a degree. Mm-hmm. And you know, sometimes people don't really care about their subject and they don't really, you know, do all the, the readings and they're just sort of doing the bare minimum. Mm-hmm. And in that way, you know, you're not really there for, like, the academics. Yeah. You can be there for other things. 
well, somebody didn't go to university can maybe like be reading up every night about a certain subject mm-hmm. and be much more knowledgeable about it than the person who did go to university doing mm-hmm. that subject. So I mean, there's other ways to, you know, gain information, mm-hmm. especially nowadays. So there's, you know, so much information out for free. Yeah, YouTubers, okay? <laughs> YouTube. don't, e- don't even educate yourself. YouTube is great. Like there's, you know, lots of like free articles online you, know, uh-huh. you, can, you can read. So a lot of it's there. Um... So yeah, so it, it, it really just depends on how you use it. But mm-hmm. again, university can be great for for both. It just mm-hmm. depends on where you put your energy. I think, yeah, universities, sometimes people think universities purely for their degree, but you've got to think about like all the other things that you get at university. Because I think now people are questioning whether university mm-hmm. is worth it because of how yeah. difficult it is to get a job. Yeah, and this is, an, this is a huge problem with you know, degree saturation that so many people nowadays have a degree. I suppose you get, yeah, you get other things apart from a degree mm-hmm. from university. That's things that there's other valuable things. Like the main thing is like building a network <laughs> that um, can come in sort of handy uh-huh. later in life. Um, and I guess could give you more job opportunities, you know, because if you went to university with somebody and then you meet them again in five years' time, then. Do you think right up, now like, anyone at your university could be like Bill Gates or something? <laughs> probably not. No. Like, <laughs> not any of my friends are <laughs> But you know, you never know. <laughs> you never know. Well they could be like the next big YouTuber. Yeah. Hey everyone back to my channel. The thing is, I feel like you can kind of tell universe sometimes some people are so driven and uh-huh. you can tell they're gonna, you know, go on to become like really successful. Some people are just there for the experience. For the lols. For the lols, yeah. For um, the good times. <laughs> and that's fine too. Um, and, you know, a lot of people go to university having no idea what they want to do. And uh-huh. I am one of those people. And that's okay. And, you know, you'll, you know that's something you can think about later. Um, but, yeah, but the thing is, you can be successful without going to university. Or you can go to university and not be successful. Mm-hmm. So it really... University isn't all about the. It's what it's what you make it. Though, yeah. Like, once once you get there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and yeah. It's there's a... also those opportunities at university mm-hmm. that could help your you know help your CV, mm-hmm. such as like research trips or like lectures um, from like other subjects. Do you think if they invented a time machine, I could research. They'd have research trips back in time. Yeah, yeah. They'd probably do that. Do you think that'd be really strange though? Because then the ancient Romans or whoever would be like, they're off on a research trip again. <laughs> I think they'd probably think they were like witches or something. <laughs> and they're like flared leggings or something. <laughs> <laughs> or the, yeah, they'd like, I don't know, descend from the heavens to <laughs> wreak havoc. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening. Um, please remember, um, rate my podcast, um, or leave a review. Um, please, if you've got any questions for next time, um, please leave them below. Next time, I don't know what we're going to be talking about. I'm going to have my friend Lucy on, uh, but obviously because of Corona time, it's like that up in the air so when I find out what we're going to be talking about I'll let you know 
thank you very much for listening and goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> and that will we see you next time. See you next time.